Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. On Twitter, at Coach Jan Shaw, on True Social, Success Alchemist, and on Telegram, US UK Patriot. Today is the 18th of November, 2023. And the title of today's show is The Axis of Evil, KM Being Defeated, and Maintain Neutrality. And I want to start today's show really talking about the neutrality point of view, because I have promoted this concept for years now, and it's the foundation of what I teach in my coaching and training And it's really being able to step back and be the detached observer, which is a phrase that Eckhart Tolle uses in his book, A New Earth. And the reason I say that is because we're being bombarded with propaganda over so many things that are happening in the world. And the ultimate intention is to trigger people's emotional response, which primarily is aimed at being a negative response, whether it's fear or anger or other negative emotions. And if we look at it from a deep down the rabbit hole point of view, the negative entities that are currently trying to maintain their control of this planet feed off their negative energy. I'm not sure if it was David Icke who originally coined the phrase, but basically calls it louche. So by getting ourselves stuck in negative energy, we're basically feeding the negative entities, which is making them, uh, if not stronger, maintain their control over the planet. And what we have to remember is that we are being bombarded by propaganda. And we're also now in an age of advanced technology. And so there's the existence of deep fake, which is the technology that enables somebody to act out and speak in the intonation or in the speech pattern of a well-known person where they're actually overlaying it with the image of the or the video of the person who they're trying to impersonate. And it's very difficult to see the difference. And there are many examples of that on the internet where people are actually showing how this technique is used. We've also got CGI, we've got Photoshop, and we've also got Images being used in certain scenarios that are actually not from those scenarios at all. 
to completely mislead the people. And one of the examples I like to use goes back um, to the early days of the Ukraine war, where there was a, an, a photo put out across the media, supposedly of Putin using napalm against the Ukraine. And I looked at this, I saw it on um, YouTube or Facebook or wherever it might have been. And there's a row of cars parked on the side of the road and people stood looking at this, these flames in the distance. And this was supposedly a napalm attack. And I looked at the cars and I thought, those are UK number plates. If you're not familiar with the UK then you probably wouldn't recognize them as such. But I then did a reverse search on the image and I used something called TinEye, which means if you post, if you upload an image, it will find other images that are the same across the internet. And it turned out that this was an image of a swamp fire or a marsh fire, I should say, in the UK, in the Wirral, which is near to Liverpool in England. It was nothing to do with the Ukraine war whatsoever. But these corrupt mainstream media outlets will use anything to try and inflame those emotions. Uh, there have been others posted related to the Israeli-Gaza situation, which turned out to have come from Syria um, quite a number of years before. The same with uh, protests and things like that. They pick up these images from previous protests and say, oh, yes, this is what's going on now. So th the thing about neutrality when you use that is that you stand back and assess without being pulled into an emotional response, which means that you have the ability to critically think about what you're seeing and not take everything at face value. And this has been my mantra all the time I've been reporting on the news. You know, look, look, bet read between the lines, look beyond the obvious. As Don Miguel Ruiz says in his book, The Fifth Agreement, he says, question everything. And that's what I'm encouraging all of you to do. I know most of you do already, the listeners to this radio station. I just wanted to underscore the importance of that, particularly at the moment where there is a desperation to create more division, ultimately World War Three, if they can manage it, supported by people who are taking sides. And if you look back at what's been happening over the last few years, you know, you've got division over COVID, the vax versus the unvaxed. Um, you've got division over Ukraine. Look at the number of people who were told about Ukraine and that Putin was the devil and all put the Ukrainian flag in their profile image. And then suddenly Ukraine story died and it's become Israel versus Gaza or the Palestinians and now people are just falling into line and putting either a Palestinian flag or an Israeli flag in their profile without actually understanding the situation that they're supporting. And one of the things that's happening is that if anybody expresses 
support for either side, they become demonized. So if you support Israel, you're, you're assumed to be supporting the whole of Israel, not just the Israeli people. And if you're anti-Israel, you're assumed to be anti-Semitic, whereas what you're really saying is, and if you've done the research, you'll realize that the Israeli government, and Netanyahu in particular, is controlled by the Khazarian Mafia. And I've reported before how there is so much evidence to say that he allowed the attack from Gaza and Hamas to happen because he stood down the military. Um, there are even stories coming out now about Israel, the IDF in Israel actually in helicopters firing on the kibbutz where apparently or reportedly 1,400 people were killed, that the IDF actually fired on the kibbutz indiscriminately to take out the Hamas invaders. And the reports are also have been coming out that Israel have also fired indiscriminately at Gaza to take out a Hamas leader. Again, I reported that on that in a previous show. Similarly, if you support Palestine, you're assumed to be supporting Hamas. And that is not the case. We're talking about the Palestinian civilians who are suffering under the bombardment by Israel. And if you're against Palestine, you're Islamophobic. So it's like a no-win scenario here. No matter what you say, you're going to be accused of one thought crime or another. The point is, it's about looking at both sides of the story and really doing your research and discerning what you see as being the true situation. And I, I accept that this is very, very difficult at the moment to be able to tell what is propaganda and what is truth. And so perhaps the best approach is to actually suspend judgment and to stay neutral and just be the observer without doing what the deep state want you to do, which is to take sides and participate in creating the division that they want so that we're all fighting against each other instead of combating this evil axis that, or the axis of evil, as I put in the title, that is trying to basically take over the whole world and possibly aiming to do that with, a, with World War III. There are reports of atrocities on both sides, some of which have been substantiated, others have not. Uh, I saw reports of IDF personnel um, in, the, in certain press uh, being accused of raping Palestinian women. Of course, we've had loads of reports about Hamas or Palestinian, Palestinians, sorry, um, raping and killing and all sorts of things to the Israeli civilians. 
we, we have no way in this technology of knowing what is true and what is not. And the danger is that you jump on the bandwagon of condemnation without actually knowing what is happening. And it's not just on the battlefront or on the war front. It's also happening in the countries that are seeing these pro-Palestinian protests. There are young people who have been brainwashed by their colleges to, to support the Palestinians without any knowledge of the real situation of the history or anything else. And, you know, the, it may be that most of the protesters are peaceful, but my view is that there are likely to be a lot of infiltrators uh, who are supporters of Hamas or even Hamas affiliated themselves in those crowds. We're seeing it in London and across other cities in the UK. We're seeing it in the US. And we have to remember that it was a deliberate agenda by the WEF with their Great Reset to flood the Western countries with Muslim illegal immigrants to completely alter the culture of these countries. And we're seeing protests in France, in Germany, in the UK, in the US, all against these people who are not only unwilling to integrate, but are absolutely determined to impose their culture on the countries that they've moved to. And it's done in many cases through violence. I mean, the, the level of violence and sexual assaults, particularly by Muslims, on white natives, women and children has shot through the roof. And it's happening in the UK. So many rapes and sexual assaults. Uh, stabbings, attacks, it's happened, it's happening in the US as well and in other European countries where the EU has actually promoted the mass migration of Muslims from Middle East and other Muslim countries into these Western countries because it's all part of the Great Reset agenda. And so we are under attack, basically. And so many more people are waking up to this. And, you know, governments who are being controlled by the WEF are not only allowing these illegal immigrants into their country, but they're incentivizing them to move in or to invade by giving them no end of financial support, housing, free housing, um, allowances far in excess of what the taxpayers of their country are given themselves. They're housing these illegals while living, leaving homeless people on the streets. They're paying far more to these illegal immigrants than pensioners are receiving. It's just totally out of control, except it isn't. It's not incompetence. It's deliberate. 
and yet they gaslight their people into thinking that they're trying to combat this when they're not making any attempt at all. It's a bit like when Obama was saying, oh, he couldn't, he couldn't possibly take down ISIS. It was not possible. And yet as soon as Trump got in, he decimated ISIS with, with, within no time at all. So I guess my main message is not to take sides in these conflicts because that's just buying into the deep state's desire for endless wars. And if we buy into it and we take sides, we're basically buying into the perpetuation of war, which is bad for the people involved. It's bad for us because our governments are funding it instead of funding things that benefit their own people. And it's also feeding the negative entities with the emotional response to it. What we should be focusing on is on peace and on the cessation of these hostilities, not on the continuation of them in retaliatory mode, which just uh, escalates more and more and more to more warfare, more deaths, more suffering. Um, if we want to make a change in the world, we have to focus on what outcome we want, which in my view is peace for all, uh, living a thriving, uh, prosperous life, free from fear, free from persecution, free from threats to their lives which unfortunately so many people in the world are subjected to and have been subjected to for decades and, well, if not hundreds of years. So that is my personal intention, that peace will reign, that it can be negotiated in a way that is a win-win for all involved. And when Trump was in power in the US, he... In his administration, the Abraham Accords were negotiated. He didn't start any new wars. The Trump administration was respected. He actually, in his first few months, visited many uh, countries where the leaders actually capitulated to him because he knew their involvement with the cabal and basically said he they would be dealt with or exposed if they did not move onto the side of the White Hats. And this is going back, you know, quite a few years, of course, to the early days of his administration where he did the tour. And there are videos, for example, of him in Saudi Arabia where he was allowed to do a dance with the ceremonial sword, which is um, unheard of for a foreign politician. And there are many other examples of that. So it's not that peace isn't possible. It's that currently in the administrations that are all controlled by the WEF, uh, following the Klaus Schwab Great Reset agenda, they are not working in the interests of peace or the people they are working to enslave the people and just continue to create endless wars 
which fills the coffers of the warmongers through their profits on weaponry and even on the rebuilding of the countries that they've destroyed. We've already got people going into Ukraine, working out how much money they're going to make from rebuilding the country that they've been complicit in destroying. And you just have to see through this whole agenda and not just take a myopic view of it and take sides. So I know our listeners are very much awake to this, so I don't want this to be a lecture. I'm just trying to express something that I feel very strongly about, but that so many people don't see and fall into the trap of just buying into the propaganda that is that is forced upon them literally minute by minute in the mainstream media or fake news media as Trump would call it and of course across social media. Going back to Israel, Ariel on Twitter or her, whose handle is at Proletario1 says that Turkey, Syria and Colombia, all these countries are filing papers for the ICC, that's the International Criminal Court, to report Bibi Netanyahu for war crimes against humanity. And he goes into um, ask yourself why Donald Trump is not coming to his aid, why Mike Johnson is not coming to his aid, why Hollywood is not coming to his aid. Wouldn't this be the perfect time for notable figures who always visit the Western Wall in Israel to show their unwavering allegiance to Zionism? And basically arguing that the Netanyahu regime just doesn't have support around the world. And I've already reported in previous shows how the Israeli people themselves believe that he allowed the attack from Gaza to happen and they are all calling for his resignation. He's already been on criminal charges before he even got re-elected or reinserted as Prime Minister of Israel. If you're on Twitter, or X as it's now called, it's worth following Ariel because he really does give some great insights into what is going on in the world through his deep-dive research. And there's a report in Newsweek that uh, Netanyahu is facing calls for war crime investigation, and this is from Spain. Um, According to Spanish Minister of Social Rights, Ione Ballara, in a video statement posted Monday to X, formerly Twitter, Ballara called on the Spanish government to launch a petition for the ICC to investigate Netanyahu over allegedly carrying out a planned genocide in the Gaza Strip in retaliation for the October 7th surprise attack by Islamist militant group Hamas. So there are countries around the world who are opposing Netanyahu's strategy of attacks on Gaza and the intention, as he's actually said, to level Gaza, and that's regardless of the innocent Palestinians who live there. Linked to all of this, of course, is what I put in the title of the show at the beginning, which I 
called the axis of evil, and this phrase relates to Nazi Germany and their allies during World War II, so um, Italy's Mussolini and Japan and so on and so forth. Um, But this time, what we're looking at uh, is the axis of evil, which is these globalist organizations, principally the WEF, the UN, and the WHO. And the Lioness of Judah on Substack has a report from the 14th. Our government departments are walking in lockstep with the globalist agenda of the WEF, the UN, and the WHO. And this was an Australian senator. And all, it says all the world governments are walking in lockstep with the globalist agenda. And this is a, a summary of a video that the article includes. And it's by Australian Senator Alex Antic, who thoroughly lambasts the World Health Organization and its proposed pandemic treaty in the Australian Parliament. Why would we possibly entertain signing and ratifying a treaty to make further encumbrances on our own sovereign nation. And the idea that the WHO should have control over individuals' personal medical choices is an egregious abuse of power. This this WHO pandemic treaty represents a further descent into the world of centralised powers that our leaders are failing to prevent. We're ceding our national sovereignty bit by bit, death by a thousand cuts. And there are certainly petitions in the UK asking or demanding (laughs) that the UK should leave the WHO because they're trying to, um, in effect, take over these member countries and remove sovereignty from the countries concerned in the event of another pandemic. And bear in mind, they're probably, well, most certainly are planning another pandemic as a means to control, impose more control on the people in these countries in the form of vaccine passports and central bank digital currencies and everything else. And that whatever the WHO dictates as the steps that countries have to take will be imposed upon those countries without question. I mean, it, again, it's, it's the whole one world government agenda. The expose, which is a media outlet in the UK, reports on the 15th, war criminal Tony Blair is working with the WF and Bill Gates to make digital IDs mandatory to live a normal life around the world. And of course, Tony Blair was the Prime Minister of the UK who was in alliance with George Bush on the weapons of mass destruction uh, false claims that started the war in Iraq. So definitely not one to trust. It says Tony Blair is a multimillionaire former Prime Minister of the United Kingdom with a track record of lying and was convicted in absentia as a war criminal. He was also named in the Pandora Papers in 2021. Despite all of this, on 31st of December 2021, the Queen announced that Blair would be given the most senior knighthood, 
Now he's traveling the world trying to resurrect and peddle his digital IDs. In February of 2023, former Labour and Conservative Party leaders Tony Blair and William Hay called for the rollout of digital identification ID as part of a fundamental reshaping of the state around technology. In a joint report published by the two former party leaders titled A New National Purpose, Innovation Can Power the Future of Britain, they also called for the acceleration of the implementation of a single digital ID system for all UK residents in the form of a digital wallet that can be accessed from a personal device. Well, I don't think they're going to get away with it because in Britain, the the true Brits, the native Brits, are standing up against this tyranny. We've got the so-called Blade Runners in London taking down all these ULES cameras. ULES stands for ultra-low emission zones, and they're using these cameras to photograph the car number plates to identify if they've passed emissions tests to meet the standards. And if not, they'll be fined, I think it's £12.50 a day to enter these ULES zones. So it's just using this scam net zero agenda to basically fleece the public for lots of money, which they're well, I don't know what they're going to use it for, but it's certainly not to benefit either the environment or the people that live in those zones. On the same subject, in Ben Fulford's report, and I'm not going to report all of this because I'm trying to cover multiple topics today, but he says the president of the European Central Bank, Christine Lagarde, admits the EU's new CBDC, the digital euro, will be used to impose control. EU citizens already face imprisonment or fines for engaging in cash transactions above €1,000. But the introduction of the digital euro will facilitate financial totalitarianism. It's the same with the Federal Reserve Bank. So there's this ongoing uh, agenda to basically control everything that the citizens of these countries try to do. I mean, the, the CBDC would, could stop your access to your funds if you haven't got sufficient social credit or if your carbon footprint goes above the standards that they are imposing. And, of course, the vaccine passports, the medical passports are there to limit where you can travel. If you don't have the right vaccines on the record, then you're not going to be able to travel around the world. So, you know, they're really desperate to get this control in place to basically take away your freedom. So I'm going to jump up to the top of Ben Fulford's report because that was the part of the title of the show that was talking about the KM being defeated. And the title is United States Corp Corporation. Israel, Poland and Ukraine may cease to exist as KM defeated. This is from the 13th. The geopolitical situation is in the middle of a collapse of the USA-SR type 
situation. This will lead to many countries disappearing from the map in their current form. Countries likely to disappear include Israel, the United States, Ukraine and Poland. This comes as Rockefeller stooge President Joe Biden is set to sign surrender documents in San Francisco this week to the Greater Planetary Liberation Alliance, Western White Hat and Asian Secret Society sources say. What is happening is that a centuries-old satanic plan to use three world wars to turn the planet into a giant slave plantation has ended in failure. The Khazarian Mafia hoped to use this plan to rule the world from Israel and Greater Khazaria, Ukraine plus Kazakhstan, etc. Instead, the KM have been decisively defeated in the Ukraine and will soon be in Israel. And there's a quote, Ukraine is an essential piece that we cannot afford to lose on the geopolitical chessboard. Our current path means that our global order is dead on its feet, admits Nathaniel Rothschild, who has taken over the KM now that much of the Octagon Group has been neutralised. He goes on to say, Russia must be excised from the international banking and economic system. We must bring Russia to its knees through any means possible to send a strong signal to the Chinese and to protect our global system of norms and liberal values. We must be under no illusions. If we allow Vladimir Putin to seize Ukraine, it will send a signal to our enemies, Iran, China and North Korea especially, that we will do nothing when faced with an onslaught of force. In effect, our current path of lack of military action means that our global order is dead on its feet. I urge you to deploy more forces against Russia and its proxies, step up information warfare to correct opinion, especially online, and send weaponry to our friends in Ukraine. Without Ukraine, the, glo- the global order may not survive. The defeat of this plan, and this is um, Ben Fulford continuing, means many borders may return to a situation similar to what existed before the KM engineered World War I, the sources say. In other words, Germany will return to something of its First Reich borders, the Austro-Hungarian Empire may re-emerge as a republic, and the Turkish Ottoman Empire may once again turn Judea, misleadingly called Palestine or Israel, into a protectorate. Needless to say, the rights and autonomy of the Poles, Jews and Judeans, Palestinians, etc., would be protected under such a scenario. However, the changes may be more far-reaching than that because the satanic United States of America Corporation is set to be dismantled as a result of the victory of the American people in their second revolution. The Republic of the United States of North America is likely to emerge as a replacement for the corporation when all the dust settles. This may all sound far-fetched, but facts in the real world make this the most likely scenario. Let us start with the situation surrounding IS, Isis the moon goddess, RA, the Egyptian sun god, Ra, ELL, the creator, in other words, the spelling of the words Israel. The Jews know their own government attacked them to justify war in the Gaza Strip. A leaked video from the Israeli Air Force shows that it was the Israeli Apache helicopters 
that bombed its citizens during the Delirium Festival on October 7th, not Hamas. Also, now even Jewish Holocaust survivors are getting arrested for anti-Semitism. And it's a video, a short video from the UK of a pro-Palestinian supporter whose family was a victim of the Nazi Holocaust. And I must say, the British police have been weaponized very much like all the DOJ, um, the US law enforcement agencies have also been weaponized against certain factions, shall we say, who don't go along with the agenda that is being promoted in these countries. Continuing this subject from Ben, last week leaders of all the Muslim countries gathered in response to the satanic massacre of Judeans in Gaza ordered by the Satanist Netanyahu. At the meeting of the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, IOC, in Saudi Arabia last weekend, a consensus was reached to end Israeli mischief once and for all. The IOC countries agreed they would not be fooled by the KM into starting World War III. Instead, they will follow the playbook of the neighbors of the original Khazaria, And incidentally, last week, I did uh, cover the history of the Khazarian Mafia on my show, just in case you want to know the whole story about that. The IOC will issue an ultimatum to Israel and its KM overlords to stop their criminal and antisocial behavior around the world. They will threaten to attack Israel with an army of over 5 million that outnumbers them by 10 to 1, unless they arrest the war criminals in their government and subject themselves to Turkish guardianship. This is why TASS reports Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan is planning a global initiative to resolve the Gaza crisis. Furthermore, any nuclear blackmail attempt by the Israelis will be countered by Pakistan's nuclear arsenal. The Chinese and Russians also support such a plan. No matter what, though, this is not going to turn into the KM's long-planned GOG, the G7, versus MAGOG, the SCO, which I understand is the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. All-out nuclear war scenario to kill 90% of humanity. The US, Chinese and Russian militaries will not go along. The US military is no longer under the control of the KM, Pentagon sources explain. Even if compromised leaders try to order such a scenario, 72% of Americans say they will not support their armed forces in the event of a major war. The military rank and file is with the American people and not the KM. Moving on, there's good news that Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, has actually released the January 6th files, or at least the first tranche of them which um, has been welcomed very much by the MAGA people. Um, He tweeted, uh, let me see, it was on the 17th, so yesterday, when I ran for speaker, I promised to make accessible to the American people the 44,000 hours of video from Capitol Hill security taken on January 6, 2021. Truth and transparency are critical. Today, we will begin immediately posting video on a public website and move as quickly as possible 
to add to the website nearly all of the footage, more than 40,000 hours. In the meantime, a public viewing room will ensure that every citizen can view every minute of the videos uncensored. This decision will provide millions of Americans, criminal defendants, public interest organisations and the media an ability to see for themselves what happened that day, rather than having to rely upon the interpretation of a small group of government officials. I commend Chairman Loudermilk and his team for their diligent work to ensure the thousands of hours of videos are promptly processed to be uploaded to the committee's public website. Processing will involve blurring the faces of private citizens on the yet unreleased tapes to avoid any persons from being targeted for retaliation of any kind and segregating an estimated 5% of the videos that may involve sensitive security information related to the building architecture. Um, There are people saying you've got to make that 5% available as well. They're not happy that that portion of the videos may actually cover up some of the evidence that's needed to free the January 6th political prisoners. Of course, the truth movement jumped on this immediately and Ultra MJ Truth on X posted, I just finished watching all the available footage from the J6 tapes and here are my thoughts and findings. There are roughly 100 videos at about 8 to 10 minutes per video. I used a time lapse and visually looked for any anomalies or odd movements. Per Mike Johnson, more videos will be released online over time, so not everything is released right now. My thoughts. It was a setup on the American people. There's no other way to describe it. There were definitely bad actors at J6, and they all fit the profiles of a Fed or Antifa. The ones causing the chaos were well-coordinated and had an objective as soon as they entered the building. From what I could tell, their goal was to breach the building, cause as many viral insurrection moments as possible while recording it, force people inside to be used on the tell vision. Nearly all the footage released were peaceful citizens walking the halls, taking pictures with their selfie sticks while being escorted or directed by the police. My findings, and for each of these findings, he's linked to a rumble video. Capitol Police shoved a man and he hit his head on a column and left him there like a dog. After breaking through the window, suspected feds or Antifa broke down the door, waved and pulled people in and recorded it. QAnon Sharman entered into the building at the 57-second mark. Men at beginning of video fight back police. Moments later, same men who fought back police seem to have a strong desire to break down the door to the left. Man at bottom left acts as a lookout. Man in the centre at 1.42 is directing, pulling and pushing people inside. Capitol Police let them in. Capitol Police escorted them in. Capitol Police shaking hands. Suspected Fed or Antifa broke the glass and walked away. Odd-looking, smiley face. And uh, in a following tweet, Manning cuffs is released and gives officers a fist bump. I'm pretty sure everyone here knows that January 6th was a setup to 
um, discredit MAGA supporters and also to use as ammunition against Trump, which, of course, we're now seeing in all these indictments against him, and they want to use insurrection as a means to stop him from being on the ballot for the president in 2024. But it seems like they are failing miserably, of course. And I think, as I've always said, this is part of the plan. Now, there's some interesting developments on the vaccine front. Uh, Chickenpox vaccines are being pushed on children now. And I think it's definitely happening in the UK. I think it's also happening in the US. And, you know, people who have had children with chickenpox are saying, look, it's a fairly mild um, infection in most cases. It maybe lasts a week and you've got spots and itching and so on. And, you know, in the past, many parents have had chickenpox parties so that their children caught chickenpox so that they would then build their immunity against it. So it seems to be another attack on children, for goodness sake, to add more vaccines to the child vaccination schedule, which we know is absolutely devastating to young children, where they're filled full of these multiple vaccines as poisons all at the same time. And we're seeing not, not just extreme reactions, which, of course, the deaths of children, but generally chronic illnesses in children as a result of the vaccine schedule. The other big development is reported by Vigilant Fox, who is reporting attorney accuses the CIA and DOD of being deeply involved with COVID-19. This was published on the 17th of November Attorney Tom Renz levelled serious allegations against the U.S. Department of Defense, DOD, and the Central Intelligence Agency, CIA, in a fiery testimony Monday during the injuries caused by COVID-19 vaccines hearing, claiming their deep involvement in the COVID-19 pandemic. First, Attorney Renz highlighted an overlooked aspect of the COVID-19 vaccine distribution process. He said, when someone got this COVID shot, they didn't get it from Pfizer or Moderna. They got it from the DOD, Department of Defense. The DOD distributed this. The contract with our federal government requires it to distribute this. The DOD had to ensure that there was absolute immunity. If you want to sue someone right now, you're going to have to sue the DOD. Good luck. Next, Attorney Renz raised questions about EcoHealth Alliance's role in creating SARS-CoV-2, in which she developed a legal case against the organization. That case alleges that EcoHealth Alliance worked with the CCP and Wuhan Lab and created, well, this nightmare that we've had. Let me ask you something. Does anybody in this room believe that we could transfer the technology necessary to do that sort of genetic engineering, that sort of bioweapon development, without an okay from the DOD or CIA? I've got news for you. They knew exactly what was going on. We have a ton of evidence on this. 
Attorney Renz then presented evidence that SARS-CoV-2 was developed in the mid-2010s, not 2020, as commonly thought. There was a study. Dr. Malone could probably comment on this better than I can. But that study showed that there was a 12-nucleotide sequence that they found in a Moderna patent, which was a perfect reverse match, one in a billion chance, to what we have in SARS-CoV-2. That patent was filed in 2016. Thanks, David Martin, for a lot of his patent research. But the thing I want to tell you about, according to our case and the data and the evidence that we've submitted, we believe that this disease was actually developed in the mid-2010s. Most alarming, a whistleblower shared military records with attorney Renz showing a soldier receiving COVID-19 immunization back in 2014. And it shows an image of a blacked out redacted page. That black page, which we had to black out because of the fact that it was personally identifiable medical information and also would have put the person at risk. And following this page, you'll see five different instances where this person's medical record, you see at the very top, 2014, at Irwin ACH Army Community Hospital, Fort Riley, Kansas, COVID-19 immunization by Moderna. Now, I'm not suggesting, well, I guess I am suggesting that maybe we should ask why it is that this soldier was apparently seen five times in 2014 for a COVID-19 immunization. Now, I'm not going to go out and tell you that this proves that this was built five to ten years ago, that the timeline was entirely fraud. I'm going to tell you that we ought to look into it. Our DOD and CIA were involved with this, concluded attorney Rents. This was created in a lab in one of the greatest enemies to the United States of America. I can't FOIA the CIA. I'm not going to get anywhere with that. I can't FOIA the DOD. It's a really interesting thing that the same DOD who I have these records from and who seem to be implicated in numerous other aspects of this and who are willing to take the blame and sign the contracts would have had to sign off on the technology transfers necessary to do this with communist China. I want to ask the question, what's the real history of COVID? Conclusion. Renz's assertions about the DOD's role in vaccine distribution, the involvement of EcoHealth Alliance in the creation of SARS-CoV-2 and the startling revelation of a 2014 COVID-19 immunization recorded in military documents all point towards a complex and potentially disturbing narrative. These claims, while yet to be substantiated in a court of law, demand rigorous investigation and transparent scrutiny. As the world continues to grapple with the pandemic and its aftermath, Renz's allegations, if proven, could significantly alter our understanding of COVID-19's origins and the responsibilities of global powers in its spread and management. I just want to finish with an indication of the weaponization of the justice system in the U.S., Uh, This is a report by the Federalist. Special counsel lets Biden off scot-free 
in classified docs case while the DOJ tries to imprison Trump for the same thing, while the Department of Justice works overtime to imprison top political foe and 2024 presidential poll leader, former President Donald Trump, over mishandling classified documents, special counsel Robert Hur plans to let President Joe Biden off scot-free. CNN, which broke the news, claimed that instead of filing charges, Hur planned to, quote, be critical of Biden and his staff for the way they handle sensitive materials, end quote. Attorney General Merrick Garland handpicked Hur as a special counsel for the documents case in January 2023. Hur's involvement in the FBI's communication with Russian collusion hoaxer number one, Christopher Steele, and his role as a member of the DOJ team that tried to subvert a congressional expose of the intelligence community's failures during that same collusion hoax, fed fears that he would not divert from the DOJ's politicised agenda when he evaluated Biden's information cache. Hur's decision not to charge Biden while the DOJ continues to target Trump only confirms those suspicions. There were plenty of questions and questionable activity, including the comings and goings of several White House officials in the months leading up to the discovery of classified documents surrounding Biden's concealments of the papers from his time as vice president. Yet neither the article nor the accompanying TV segment made any mention of why Biden's lawyers, who claim they stumbled across the documents, were snooping around the Penn Biden Center office in Washington, D.C. in the first place. So there's a lot of speculation that these documents were accessible to the countries that uh, Biden as vice president was aiding and abetting and receiving bribes for. And, of course, the various committees in the House are gathering evidence about that. But it's just an example of a completely biased DOJ. Um, There is some good news that Trump has had, though. One of the gag orders against him has been dropped and also attempts to exclude him from the 2024 presidential ballot have been overturned as well. They were trying to exclude him. I think Michigan was one, Colorado was another, um, based on insurrection that he could not stand or run, I should say, for president again. But that has failed miserably so far. And there's still evidence coming out about fraud in the elections. So um, I know it's been dragging on forever, it seems, but there is progress being made. And I'm hoping that we see some concrete results very soon. I just wish we had a Trump equivalent in the UK, actually. But um, many, many people are saying they're just not going to vote for the the conventional parties here, the Labour and Conservatives, because, again, they're all tarred with the same WEF brush as most of the people in the Republican and Democrat parties 
there's very few that are standing up against that. Generally speaking, I think the corruption of these politicians is being revealed. I mean, certainly Rishi Sunak in the UK, it's obvious that he's working for the WEF, as are others. Um, David Cameron, who's just been appointed foreign secretary, is talking about sending billions to foreign countries, just like Biden does. And in fact, Biden has just released another $10 billion to Iran uh, via a sanctions waiver, which was related to electricity uh, revenue. The previous one for $6 billion was related to oil revenue, and it's supposedly going to be used for humanitarian aid. Well, as they say in, uh, in the US, if you believe that, I've got a bridge to sell you in Arizona or whatever. <laughs> so... You know, the exposure is continuing, the great reveal. As I said at the start of the show, you know, remain neutral if you can. Be the detached observer. Don't fall for the bullshit. Do your due diligence. Use discernment. Do your research. Uh, use your intuition as to what you feel is genuine or truth versus what is propaganda and just remember that we are going to win. I mean, we are winning. The fact that all of this is being exposed shows that we're winning and that the deep state, the cabal, the Kazarian mafia, whatever you care to call them, are all in a panic and making mistakes in an attempt to escape from the their in, inevitable demise. So I'm continuing to be optimistic. So I think I'm going to leave it there for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show and you'll join me next week for another Cosmic Creating show. Just a reminder, you can find me at the successalchemist.net and I do have articles on neutrality there if that would help. I would also like to thank Nancy Hopkins for producing and Derek Condit for sponsoring the Cosmic Reality radio station. And you can find him at mysticalwares.com where he has a wonderful selection of Shungite products and other metaphysical goodies. So I'm going to leave it there until next week. Stay well, be safe and bye for now. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw updating current reality a production of CosmicReality.com.